to have the guy's picture. We haven't even talked about that. Yeah, yeah so. We need players, so. But all the rules have to come into play, I guess. I don't know which rules apply because they're going to be gone, so. I guess I'm in the group, then you we'll go from there. Yoshida was telling us yesterday that he feels like there's a gap between what he's doing in BP, where he feels pretty good, and then in the games it's not translating yet. What do you, you know, make of his uh, start here? Uh, you know, just in terms maybe of those two things. Oh, I, I believe it was great. It was solid. Um, if he feels that way, that's awesome because we thought he looked great. You know, driving the ball, put some work in, and uh, you can see it. So. Uh, now it's a matter of him going out there and play, and you know, when he comes back, and I do believe he'll be one of the last ones back here, he'll be ready to go. Uh, he's going to see quality pitching throughout, so maybe he's going to be ahead, you know, as far as like the competi- competition-wise. But obviously, the traveling, all that stuff, we have to make sure we take care of him. You think Japan's one of the favorites? Is what you mean? I do believe they they'll be playing Miami. Yeah, they're that good. And he said that's the expectation at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to ask you about um, Pavetta said he's going to pitch, I think he said Saturday. Saturday. You know, where you see him kind of fitting in, how he's been. I know we had the COVID and not going to WBC. So kind of just where he's at and how he He was way ahead and then, you know, now he's just on schedule. He prepared the the whole off season for, for the tournament. I know he was disappointed. You know, I, I joke around that I was going to call the prime minister because of the COVID situation and all that. But now, all, all kidding aside, uh, he he was he wanted to pitch, but he understood that he wasn't bouncing back the way he wanted. He got you know, he got him. He got him pretty good. So uh, yeah, he got him pretty good. So we talked to him, and then you know he decided like this is a smart thing to do. Although it was hard for him to say no, but he'll pitch in another one, I think. You know, uh, he's young enough, and uh, he'll be established, well, more established by, by the next one, and uh, he'll be able to participate. One of the things he used to work with me yesterday, like, that he feels like his ceiling is still higher than what he showed, even though he's put in a lot of innings for you guys and a lot of starts. Do you feel as if, and if so, what's kind of in that in that? I think it's more space? about consistency. To, to be honest with you, preparation, going into games, uh, just just be consistent. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's in October or in April. Do the same thing over and over, over again every five days, and the results will be there. Stuff-wise, he's one of the best in the league if you look at the, the characteristics of his pitches. His curveball, his fastball, he's one of the best in the big leagues. Just a matter of just getting... Getting, making everything together, you know, getting all together, and uh, you know, he worked hard in the off season as far as like his moves. Out, uh, he's a lot quicker on the mound, so uh, hopefully that translates into the season. Paxton tomorrow. Paxton tomorrow. Pivetta on Saturday. Kluver Sunday, and Chris on Monday. What, how do you all go about? Not just you know, obviously you want to get these guys healthy and into the season, but. You must have some level of workload concern with them, right? I mean, coming off of injuries or guys who haven't thrown a lot of it. How do you plan to make I think we went through it with uh, Rodriguez in 21. Uh, he didn't pitch in 20, and uh, he, he pitched. And uh, everybody's different. 
was joking with somebody yesterday, like, well, Chris and Pax, they got a lot of bullets left, you know? They haven't used them in two or three years. So. Uh, well, we'll, we're always taking care of guys from in April. Uh, the schedule, we got two, two off days in, in ten days, so uh, we should be okay with that. And then we'll see where we at. Obviously, we have decisions to make, too, towards the end of camp and see how healthy we are. But uh, we will take care of them. Uh, I think we're, we're deeper than last year going into the season, and that's going to help us out. But you don't feel like you... Limited in some of that? No, I mean, you tell that to you tell that to Chris, and he's gonna <laughs> choke you. I mean, that's he, what I'm saying. He, he wants to earn. Yeah. He wants to earn every penny of what's left on the contract, and uh, uh, the medical staff will will let us know where we are and how we can deal with it. And uh, just gotta be smart. So at some point in the season, you know, skipping starts, all that might be part of the equation. But as of now, let's let's. Let's go through this week. Uh, let's get Pax out there, Chris out there, and Klub again, and and then we'll we'll decide what we do during the season. Where are uh, where are Bay and Whitlock, Whitlock at as far as their kind of progression? Uh, Bayo threw a bullpen yesterday, right? He's thrown up to ninety. Uh, Whitlock is throwing an up and down tomorrow, so uh, they're moving well within their their program. So I think we'll know more. Uh, next week, uh, like I said, especially with Witt, if, if you don't see him in opening the opening day roster, it's not a red flag. It's just we, we're playing it smart, but uh, he's going to be okay. He'll pitch in April. Yeah. Where is Risk, uh, Cutter, and Winkowski? As far as that? And the, uh, yeah. Are they, like, they kind of do the pitch? He's, they're pitching... Uh, Somebody's piggybacking with packs, I think. Okay, is Yeah, they're in their turn, but piggybacking right. the starter. Just to follow up on that, Alex, uh, that Brian, are you assuming now he's probably not going to be ready for opening day? I think we'll know probably after his next one, but obviously he's behind. And you know how important he is for it's now and the future. For you. And, and yeah. it's not a priority to be ready open. We just got to be, uh, be smart about him, yeah. But uh, we'll get there when we get there. But uh, obviously, he's behind. With those two guys, you know, dealing with what they're dealing with, Tanner now kind of becomes a, a guy maybe for. Like I've been saying all along, Tanner is going to pitch a lot of innings. You know, we're going to maximize his talent, and uh, he's going two today. I think it's three the next one, four after that. So you do the math. <laughs> I think we can see Chris's clubhouse demeanor has been very positive uh, down here. Do you read anything into that when you see a guy? I mean, he came off the mound yesterday clearly feeling very good about himself. Yeah, I mean, it's been a while, and he, he loves to be around the the, the, the players. Uh, you know, he, he, he takes a lot of pride about leading and helping guys out. Uh, well, he's a veteran of the complex. He's been here for two years straight so uh but he, i mean he's healthy he knows that he'll be able to do this you know and uh he's just excited about the opportunity uh, he's one of the first ones here obviously he's been enjoying the family with the baseball part of it on everything that is going on he's in a great place you know uh, i mean last year towards the end it was hard you know it was very hard so uh just to see him smile and going through the drills and there's no restrictions, I bet, you know, it's a, it's a great feeling for him. Alex, how does, uh, does Cassis look to you 
compared to what you saw at the end of last year in terms of being here? And uh, more com- more comfortable, more comfortable. Uh, just this is first real spring training, right, with a big league club. As far as like knowing what what is going to happen in, in in a few weeks, and uh, he, he's working his craft as always. He, you know, he wants to get better defensively. He has his goals. Uh, we have goals too, you know, and uh, you see the at-bats and then you get feedback from the opposition and then they're like, wow, this kid, he gets it. So uh, we're just trying to take care of him physically, which has been a challenge, right, the last few years to keeping him on the field. And we will do that. We will accomplish that. And uh, he's, he's, he's in a great place. Valdez had a good couple days for you on this trip. Just what have you made of him specifically and also... Can you speak to just the importance of whether it's him or someone who you could bring up midseason and not just sort of fill a hole, but be able to impact you? Yeah, I mean, uh, don't get ahead of yourself about midseason. You know, this kid is a good player. I'm not saying he's going to break camp, but I'm not saying he's not going to break camp with us. You know, like, he's a good player. He can play second. Uh, We can move it around. But offensively, I I do believe there's upside. Uh, He controls the strike zone and he does damage. Good base runner into the game. If you if you take a look at him, and I was watching the other day, it reminds me a lot of Eric, Eric Ibar. You know his body and, and the way he plays the game. This guy has more pop. But uh, we're very pleased with the progress. We're gonna work hard at the second base thing. Probably he's gonna play more second here than than uh, probably other people wanted. But I think that's that's where we at right now. And. Uh, we, we really like him. We really like him. Do you need that, though, that, that element of a, I don't know, I don't, I don't think you've always gotten that the last couple of years, a, a guy who you can plug in at some point? You know, yeah, I mean, uh, we, we tried, right? We tried. Last year it was hard. Uh, you know, the guys that came up, it was a challenge for them. Uh, I don't think they were prepared for that, but that's where we were yeah. roster-wise, and, uh, you know, we, we struggled. Uh, and I think with him... There's a lot of confidence, you know. He's not afraid. Um, the defensive part of it, people have their question marks, but he makes a routine play. He turns a little play. There's a few things that we have to, you know, work with him, but uh, we're very pleased, you know. This is the first time we have a, a chance to see him, you know, the big league staff, and uh, everybody's happy with uh, with the play he, who he is. You've got some veteran guys in camp, like Roman like Tapia. How, you know, what have you seen from those guys and maybe their potential to... I mean, Tapia is Tapia. We saw it last year. He brings energy. He's a good base runner. He's an offensive player. And there's a reason he's here. I think we got lucky, to be honest with you, to get him here on a non-roster invitee. Uh, Obviously, roster-wise, I think he's in the mix, you know, because uh, of where we at in the roster. Uh, Left-handed hitter that can probably contribute, although we're very left-handed, but we, we will need probably a left-handed hitter to, to help in the outfield and uh, you know he didn't miss a vision although most of his damage was against us but uh, there's something about him and the Red Sox that he hits you know so uh, he's good GA I mean shoot what he did two days ago what he can create on the base path that was exciting to see he's a good defender he's done in, in this division too uh, and then Goodrum he's a veteran there's a few things that we want him to do offensively because there's upside, you know, I know he's a veteran, but uh, I think there's things that he can do to be better defensively. Obviously, we got to push him to to be a little bit quicker, faster uh, defensively. But uh, 
it is it's good to have veteran guys in the mix. You know, uh, you know, obviously wins or losses they don't matter in spring training, but playing good baseball matters. And uh, when you have guys like that, it helps the young kids. You know, the Lugo and Abreu. You know, kind of like how how to go about the business here on the bench watching the game. And uh, it's very important to have guys like that. I mean, Arroyo's injury history is what it is. I mean, you, you need to have a reliable guy that you know you can put in second base. Kike, too. Yes. You know? right. So if we're going to talk about injuries, you know, like Kike, you know, he, he has his share of injuries throughout his career. So uh, I think we got, we're deep enough that if something happened, we're going to be okay. Alex, when you look around the clubhouse, you have a lot of ex-Braves, Dodgers, people who have won World Series. How do you feel they're all meshing, and, and does the clubhouse have any kind of personality yet, or how would you describe it? I think Corey said it perfectly the other day, I guess. You know, like, we're very loose before, but when it's time to work, we, we're, we're doing it the right way. And uh, like I said a few weeks ago, if you're going to pick one world, word in the dictionary, it's professionalism. That's, that's the way we, we're doing this, and uh, you can see that translate into the games, but the way they're going about it, it's, it's been impressive. Uh, I know Carlos Correa, the other day, he invited me to his house to have the dinner. I was actually, I called him, he's like, hey, you haven't come to the house. I said, well, you got to invite me first, you know? And he's like, no, but you're the manager, you got a lot of stuff going on. I said, I was like, you know what, Carlos, honestly, when I get home, I've been very relaxed, you know, like uh, everything we've done has been solid. I have no doubts about the clubhouse and, uh, you know, when that happens, you know, it's, it's, it's very easy to go home, watch TV, cook dinner, have a glass of wine and go to sleep. And I've been getting some good sleep the last three weeks here. I imagine that's not always the case. No, it's not always. <laughs> in five years, that's not always the case. <laughs> so how is dinner in Carlos's? No, I didn't go. Didn't go. Oh, oh, not yet, not yet. Yeah, yeah. Right. Alex, some of the uh, teams that I've spoken with, uh, the hitters have talked about using that timeout on 3-2 count, saving that, you know, their timeout for late count. I'm curious about what conversations have sort of evolved with you guys. No, we're not telling them to do 3-2. We're telling them to take it when they feel comfortable with it. And I think the minor leaguers actually are the ones running those meetings, talking about how to use it when you use it, you know. You get 202 with a horseshit two swings. You want to call time and 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 read, you know, like get your thoughts together. So, uh, uh, you know, I think they've been really good in the batter's box. We've been been penalized what two or three times, but it's just because we were late. But as far as the time, like they they take it whenever they feel comfortable with it. So you should have left this morning. Yeah. Did you tell him anything before leaving? See you in Miami. <laughs> yeah. Now, just to be careful the next two games, you know, with the traveling and all that, uh, just play left field seven and then DH the other one. I know they have a good one, a good DH, but uh, I think that's going to be the case, kind of like he's going to play one one game in left field and the other one he'll get to a bat somehow, some way, mm-hmm. and then be ready for the tournament, have fun with it. I know he takes a lot of pride on that, and uh, he's looking forward to it. And uh, he's excited about the whole thing, as everybody is in Japan. And uh, like I said, I, I do believe the next time we'll see him, he's not going to be here in Fort Myers. He's going to be in Miami. City fighting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, thank you. We're good?